You found it! A Scoop of Life is a podcast produced by Square One World Media and features Cheryl Coop as host and storyteller. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the podcast called A Scoop of Life. My name is Cheryl Coop, and I'm thankful that you have taken time to listen. This podcast is a mix of one of my personal stories, sometimes a funny one and sometimes a more serious one, together with music from Canadian musicians, and then concludes with a brief spiritual insight. I hope that as you listen, you not only enjoy it, but sense God's deep love for you and how your story can intersect with his. And now, enjoy the show. The title of this episode is, It Takes a Community. What does it look like when love shows up? There is a saying that goes something like this, it takes a village to raise a child. Well, sometimes it also takes a village or a community to raise and care for an adult. And 2017 was that year for me. January 15, 2017 was a very warm, sunny winter day for us here on the prairies. So warm, actually, that just a few days prior, there had been rainfall, usually unheard of in January. The first annual general meeting of our neighborhood association was about to take place, and I was so excited about it that I had offered to deliver flyers of invitation to all my neighbors. With saddlebag full of flyers, great winter walking boots, and my new lightweight coat on, I was off for an afternoon of delivering flyers and enjoying a walk in the warm sunshine in my neighborhood. Six doors down from my home, the walkway and stairs of that neighbor's place were not cleared of any snow or the black ice that had formed after the rainfall. I paused, contemplated, and confidently decided that my boots and body could handle the challenge of traversing what looked to be a bit of a danger zone. Up the stairs I went with great ease. However, on the way down, I quickly lost my footing, knew I was going to have a spectacular fall, and tried my best to make it look as delicate as possible. Upon landing, I was in a very awkward position and heard a very distinct ripping sound near my right knee. I knew that was not a good sound. Elbowing my way up to a standing position, I was quickly made aware that my right leg could not bear any weight, nor did it want to move normally. Thankfully, a dear neighbor and her child came to my rescue and helped me hobble home. One emergency room visit, x-rays, tests, a week of rest, an MRI, and several specialist visits later, I was advised that emergency surgery was the next step, no pun intended. For I had severed my right quad tendon, and if it wasn't attended to immediately, I may never walk again. A brilliant surgeon was assigned to do the surgery, and the adventure began. Surgery, hospital stay, morphine that caused me to say things I cannot be held responsible for, ice machines, a lovely roommate, kind visitors who I think I knew, made for an interesting four days on the hospital ward. 
Upon returning home, my independent, morphine-laced mind thought that I could manage just fine on my own. Yep, that was very inaccurate. The first night in the straight brace that went from my hip to my toes, together with the ice machine attached to it, made moving around beyond challenging. Somehow, I did manage to get into my bed and sleep a few hours. However, in the morning, I quickly realized that everything, from getting out of bed, to getting something to eat or drink, to using the bathroom, and even getting dressed, were not easy, to put it mildly. Thankfully, friends, family, and neighbors had already figured that out, and so starting that morning, they began to show up in increasing numbers, taking over all kinds of tasks. They realized that the next five months of living at home in a straight brace 24 hours a day, seven days a week, might be more of a challenge than I had bargained for. And they were right. My friend M brought her cot and set it up in the living room to spend the next four nights with me, leaving her wonderful high school crush husband alone at home. Then a friend showed up and asked for a list of errands that needed to be run on my behalf. The list was long and included purchasing a commode for me. Who does that? My dear friend did. A neighbor stopped by with her children to cheer me, and the children gave me pictures they had drawn for me. Another friend decided to become my cleaning lady, showing up once a week to thoroughly clean my home. A neighbor decided that he would not only clear my walks of snow and keep the ice away, but that he could add my grocery shopping needs to his list on a weekly and sometimes daily basis. Family took me to appointments, brought and ate meals with me, drove me to visit my dad in his condo, and just hung out. Friends brought meals over to eat with me, or skippo for endless rounds of play, beating me more often than not. They delivered gorgeous bouquets of flowers, they cleaned my flower beds that spring, or they just sat and kept me company. The list could go on and on, but I need to stop here for fear of boredom creeping in for you, the listener. These five months were a challenge for me. As needing others has never been my specialty, meeting the needs of others has. To be in such a vulnerable state as an adult and needing an entire community to show up to care for me was so humbling. It was also terrifying, as I wasn't sure if the healing would happen at the rate the surgeon thought it would, so that might mean the need for assistance might be much longer than just five months. As someone who often speaks about the need for community, how much I love living in my community, and how faith community is vital to growing in my relationship with Jesus Christ. This time of needing community in a completely different way was very, very challenging. As now I needed to live my beliefs out from a new and extremely vulnerable standpoint. It was also overwhelming to me how lovingly the community showed up and how many of them were needed to take care of just me. And they didn't just show up once. They kept showing up, not just for the first five months, but for the many months since, when healing didn't go quite as planned and new needs presented themselves, 
even now a few years later. The benefits to this new position of being in need made for greater depth in relationships with friends, neighbors, family, and faith community. Greater depth in my relationship with Jesus Christ. Greater understanding of what it means to have a handicap that sets one apart from normal, whatever normal is. It also made me grateful for the kindness, not only of those who know me, but of those who are strangers sent to provide care to me of one sort or another. It made me realize once again how the healthcare system we have is a gift. And it also made me grateful for so many of the immigrants and refugees who have trained to work within the healthcare system and took care of me. Another benefit is that I came to realize that when we live in community, love doesn't just show up in meeting the needs of others. Love also needs to show up in being vulnerable with others and letting them know what our needs are. Who knew that a sunny day in January would turn into a learning experience, not only on how it takes a large community to care for Cheryl Coop, but that Cheryl Coop needs to be more vulnerable as part of the community. The song chosen for today's episode is entitled Kindness, and I want to thank Steve Bell, a friend and former ministry colleague of mine, for allowing me to include it in this episode. Steve Bell is a Canadian singer, songwriter, storyteller, and troubadour for our time. Christ has no body here but ours No hands, no feet here on earth but ours Ours the eyes through which he looks on this world are the hands through which he works ours are the feet on which he moves ours the voices through which he speaks to this world with kindness through our touch our smile our listening ear embodied Jesus is living here. Let us go now in spirit into this world with kindness. How do you tell people around the world about Jesus? 
There are screens everywhere, on televisions, computers, tablets, and phones. And even before kids know how to read, they know how to click the buttons to play their favorite shows. Online, on air, or in print, media reaches people of all ages, any time and any place. Shouldn't you have a message worth sharing? To help us spread the gospel, visit squareoneworldmedia.com. The gift of loving community is not only when I can give love to the community, but the gift of loving community comes from receiving love from it as well. I suspect this receiving part is learning that will go on for the rest of my life. We were designed by a loving God to live in community. This gift is spoken about throughout the whole Bible, but in the book of Acts there is an incredible description as the first community of faith was born. It tells us that after people realized who Jesus Christ was, his dying for them, and then being raised from the dead, they did not want to do life alone, and so they formed a community to live their daily lives together, look after each other, and share what they had with one another. Let me read just a small portion of this second chapter in the book of Acts, verses 42 to 47 from the New Living Translation. All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. A deep sense of awe came over them all, and the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. And all the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had. They sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. They worshipped together at the temple each day, met in homes for the Lord's Supper, and shared their meals with great joy and generosity, all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. Thanks for listening, and I hope you will let me know not only what you think of the show, but also something that may have resonated with you, made you laugh, or encouraged you. You can contact me via the website www.ascoopoflife.com or on Facebook or Instagram under A Scoop of Life. However, let me spell that for you, because you may think S-C-O-O-P, like an ice cream, but it is www.askoopoflife.com, like in my nickname, Scoop. I would love to hear from you. My team here at Square One World Media and I enjoyed producing this episode, and I hope you will come back and listen to more episodes as they are loaded on www.ascoopoflife.com. Mm-hmm.